nobody actually should do is rely on your profit to continue marketing. Don't ever do that. You will notice that many things can go wrong and what you think is a safe, definite deal will fall through. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times given us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners... You're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We only talk about the best advice. We don't get any fluff with us today. Gerald Norden. How you doing, Gerald? Hello, doing. Hi. I can hear you well. Good. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Gerald. He is the founder and CEO of Norden Estates. He began wholesaling in January of 2016 and closed on his first big flip just recently. He is a former scientist with NASA. And he's based in Wilton, Connecticut. So we're going to be talking about his start and how he got his first deal done. You can say hi to him at his website, which is webuyhousesinconnecticut.com. With that being said, Gerald, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yes. Hello, best ever listeners. How are you doing out there? My name is Gerald, and we, like Joe said, I have the website called We Buy Houses in Connecticut. And it all started with me being an international student. I came here as a student from the Netherlands. And the way it worked is you have to rent a house, right? So I rented one, and then I rented all the rooms in the house. So basically, I lived here for free. And that sparked an idea and a whole passion for real estate, and I just kept an added. Then I bought my house. I filled my house with rooms, and it was not, never intended to be a business. It was just convenient for me that way, and it just started the whole thing. You're a former scientist with NASA. I can tell you that's the first time I've ever said that on this show. Why are you doing this instead of that? That's a good question, actually. So with a research institute like NASA and IHMC and IIT, all the places I have experience with, it's all based on government funding. So what we did at NASA and IHMC is we were building robotics to help humanity, right? So my expertise are exoskeletons. So basically, it's a robot that you can put on, 
and you can carry heavier loads, you can walk for miles without getting tired. And one of the main reasons why it's being used is for paraplegic purposes. So if a paraplegic person is stuck in a wheelchair, you can just put it on and they can start walking again and be part of society. So that's the whole goal. Sadly, we did some research on several models of these exoskeletons and then funding dried out. When that happens, all the research stops and all the promises made to all these people and the hopes we had uh, invested in them just disappears. And I got sick and tired of that, so I left the companies and decided to create my own fortune to start my own robotics research institute and be dependent on government to actually get these things done. So that's why I started this. So I combined my two passions for real estate investing and building robots. Well, how are you doing that? What's the combo there? Basically, the real estate investing company fuels my soon-to-be robotics institute. So I'm okay. using the funds for that I get from the real estate investing to power my company for robotics research. We're making a bunch of firsts here. You're the first person who's ever used the real estate funds to build robots. I guarantee that, that I've talked to at least. Okay, let's talk about your start in real estate investing. You started as a wholesaler in January 2016, so about a year ago, and you just closed on your first flip recently. How many wholesale deals did you do? So here's how it started. I was, like everybody else, I did analysis paralysis thing. I started in January in 2016, and I didn't feel secure enough to actually venture out. And then eventually I said, you know what, it's enough. I need to do something. So I went and I got my first education package. I got my contracts, and I just started marketing. And for some reason, I experimented a little bit with, with several kinds of marketing pieces. And the easiest one I found out was, was just direct mailing with postcards, so I just stick with that. And I got a deal very soon after that, actually. And my first deal got me $14,000, and that just propelled me into it. I stopped anything else. I quit all the other marketing I was doing, and I just stuck with my direct mailers. And so far, every time I market, I make a deal, and a pretty decent deal. So basically, if you're interested in the numbers, it's about every 2,000 pieces, I get a deal. So if you compare that to what's the norm out here in my market, that is pretty good. So I just stuck with that. How are you finding the right list to mail out to? I have tried the foreclosure list. In my case, it's just, it just doesn't work. It's just oversaturated. Everybody's using that. So I try to come up with lists that nobody's using. And uh, from what I've heard that actually works is the owner-occupied list, so not the owner-absentee list, but the actually owner-occupied list. And I use U.S. lead list for the inheritance list to market my pieces to. So you look for owner-occupied and inheritance lists, and you send direct mailers to them. Interesting. Owner-occupied, so that would be people who are living in their primary residence. You're, you're sending them a mailer. You have to apply some filters, of course. Like you have the house has to have some equity, and the owner has to be between around 42 to 41 up. Because all these things everybody knows, and it's, it's been successful. Yeah, I like that. I hadn't come across that either. Again, another first. There's definitely a trend here. Okay, so you're doing that. You're doing the direct mail. And what are you averaging from a profit standpoint for each of these wholesale deals? And how many have you done? I have done three deals so far. And the first deal was 14000 My second deal, which I actually just closed a few days ago, got me 21000 and now we just finishing closing on the flip. 
So let's talk about these mistakes that you reference. Can you tell us the story of a mistake that you made? Absolutely. The big mistake is that nobody actually should do is rely on your profit to continue marketing. Don't ever do that. You will notice that many things can go wrong and what you think is a safe, definite deal will fall through and then you're stuck. And that's a mistake I made. So like I said, I started in January. I did the LLC. I did all the administration. And by March, did I start marketing? I marketed for 2,000 pieces and I got two contracts signed. Then I closed on the first one, which got me the $14,000. And then the second one was a really rough one. The second contract just didn't want to close. I got a buyer. The buyer was a pretty selfish one. He only cared about his timeline and his cash and the amount of profit he would make. And since he was a buyer that had worked on several properties at the same time, he kept pushing mine to the back. And I had to keep extending the contract with the seller giving me a very bad image. And every time he was closing and the day before he wanted to extend it again for another three weeks. And so it kept on going for four months. And because of my first deal I made and I had another contract in the pipeline, I was thinking, you know what, I'll just stop marketing until I get my funds and then I go back again. The problem with that is the longer you wait, you have bills to pay, you have rent to pay, you have mortgage to pay, you have food. You don't have any income while you are waiting for that lead. So your marketing budget will dry up. Well, it did dry up. And that is why I took a break in marketing. And I actually had to market because of my emergency funds that I had put aside. And back in January the 3rd, I started marketing again. And I immediately got a deal. I bought a house. I had a contract signed for $17,000. The house was worth about... 160. I figured it could be an amazing deal if I would buy it myself, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to put any more risk into it. So I decided to wholesale it immediately, but I was tired of these iffy buyers. So what I did was I just bought the property and the next day I sold it. So I bought it for 17,000 and I sold it for 40,000. You bought it for 70 and you sold it for how much? I bought it for 17 and I sold it for 40. Oh, 17 and 40. Yeah. Did you say it was worth fixed up 160? Did I hear that right? Yeah, 160. Wow. And you used your emergency funds that you had saved up in order to do that? Yeah, the plans I had made. So basically, what I, another mistake I did, what, what I shouldn't have done, is I quit my job first and then started my real estate company, which is very scary. But I had made a significant amount of money doing, doing work. And I use a lot of that to get my company started. So I promised myself I would not go below $20,000. If I go below $20,000, I would find a new job and then start over. But <laughs> since I had signed these contracts so quickly, within three months of starting this business, two contracts, I kind of assumed, you know what, I was doing something right. I knew what I was doing somewhat. So you know what, I'm just going to keep moving forward full speed ahead. Mm. And it kind of was right what I was doing. It's just I didn't account for dishonest bias like that. It's something I just didn't, didn't see coming. And that messed me up pretty badly. So I got below the, the $20,000 and I should have stopped everything and gotten a new job. But I said, you know what? I'll just keep on going and see what happens. Because I know what all the wholesalers that do not make a do is they quit. That is the one thing that stops a wholesaler from being successful. They always quit. So I kept telling myself, if I quit now, I will be just like all of these guys. 
So I purposely am not going to quit, and obviously it's paying off big time right now. What's your relationship status? Are you married or single? No, I'm single. That's a good point. <laughs> so I believe in order to make it, you have to be so devoted to a point of obsession. That is all I do. I wake up in the morning. I work on the website. I work on the business. I look up. It is 1 o'clock at night. I forgot to shower. I forgot to eat. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's pretty bad. I hope you work and you do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got a lot done. So usually you rank on Google. Once you put your website up, right? You, it takes like eight to nine months to start ranking on Google. I managed to rank on Google within three months. I have done ridiculous amount of work. I have done more than anybody else in the right mind would actually do. And when you are better, you do more than the rest of you, 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 you will start to, to rise. So because I was single, I had no family here, I had no job, that's all I could do. So I, that's all I did. And that was a big advantage that I had. When you looked at your bank account and you were dipping below your reserve fund that you had set up, that you had promised yourself you'd go get another job. I was about to say real job. That's absolutely not true. Another job. And you proceeded to break the promise to yourself and continue. Were you watching any YouTube videos about motivation or were you studying or getting encouragement or inspiration from any source in order to keep you going? No. What got me going was what I had not told you until now is Besides NASA, ITMC, and IIT, IIT is a very prestigious institute in Italy that also builds robots. Before I came, became, came here in this year, I was actually working in Italy for a year. When I came here, it's because I didn't want my green card to expire. And if you stay away from the United States for too long, they will start asking questions and the green card may become in, in trouble. So I had to go back. And a company here in Wilton hired me with a ridiculous paycheck. It was huge. So I said, you know what, I'll do that. But it was the first time I was working in corporate because always has been research. Research has, has a, a very much a school environment. So you get a task. By the end of the term, you just need to have a robot built and it works and you're done. So when I was in Italy, having NASA as my background, they basically, they let me do whatever I wanted. I had proven myself that I was, that I knew what I was doing. So I was working from my kitchen. I was working from the Alps. I was working from Spain. I was working everywhere. I never went to work. So... That freedom, you can get used to that. So when I came back to the United States and then I was working in the corporate, it was horrible. That I could not last for more than six months. Mm. And keep in mind that salary was a good incentive to keep on going, but I just couldn't handle it. So I just had to quit. So my motivation to keep on going is I do not want to do corporate ever again, ever again. And it completely sucks you dry. All they think about is their profit and the company's well-being, and you are simply a pawn in this equation. It is not, it's insane. I feel the hatred through the airwaves. I can, <laughs> it's a tangible thing. Well, I want to ask you, you mentioned the Google thing. What specifically were you doing to get your website ranked quicker than what's typical? And when you say ranked, are you referring to rank for some keywords that you were trying to be ranked for? Yes. And what are the keywords? I was very ambitious. I went for We Buy Houses in Connecticut and Sell My House Fast in Connecticut. Those are the best keywords you can possibly rank for in this business, I believe. So that's what I'm trying to do. And like I said, it's an obsession, right? So the way I did it was I focused on what everybody else was doing. I see what they're doing and I would make sure I would do it better, bigger, and stronger. One of the things I did was 
I had made about 70 videos a day at one point for like months covering every little aspect. So the trick for ranking is you see videos online, right? And these other companies say, with this model actors, overly animated, says, do you want to buy your house? Are you in foreclosure? They list all these reasons why a seller would want to contact them, right? But Google doesn't think the way people think. So Google sees a video as, okay, what is this video about? Is it about foreclosure? Is it about delinquent taxes? Is it about your aunt who inherits the property? Do you have vacant properties? All these reasons. And Google thinks, okay, you know, it's about selling a house, but it's not really specific. I made a video about delinquent taxes in Bridgeport, delinquent taxes in New Haven, delinquent taxes in Westfield. Then I made a video about foreclosure in Bridgeport. So basically I had my cities, and for every city I made one video, and I put a landing page on each video. Those all linked to my website. So I got a lot of traffic to my website. And of course, Google sees that. Then you incorporate all these keywords in your website, of course. But the trick is that you have to do whatever everybody is doing and more specifically the things that nobody else wants to do. Those, I love these things. Whatever anybody else doesn't want to do, if you do it, you're the only one and you will rank for that. In no time, I started ranking very high. What were you doing that nobody else wanted to do? I was willing to get in front of the camera, but not many people do. So basically, it's a combination of two things, right? So you have to rank on Google, but you also have to be credible. Ranking on Google and your website is just ugly. Nobody wants to sign up for it, and it's useless. And if you have a perfect website, it's very user-friendly, but you're not ranking on Google, nobody will see your website. So you need to have a compromise between the both. It's more difficult than you think it is, because... Usually, you have to not really stuff, but you have to put keywords in, and you have to try to make your domain name. It would be very advantageous to have a domain name in, in your keyword, but of course, not necessary. But if you want to set a rule to this, in order to rank, your site needs to be Google-friendly, which may not be human-friendly. And so you have to come up with a way to actually make your site very friendly to people to convert to your website and to rank, which is hard to do. I'm on your website, and I don't see your 70 videos that you did. Where can I find those? They're all on YouTube. You can do a YouTube search for Weber Houses in Norwalk, Connecticut. And those Norwalk has probably four or five videos on there, and they have like 11 cities, and each city has like four or five videos on there. So basically, okay. I will rank for every keyword possible in my I would rank. The downside to that is it's a lot of work. But if you're willing to do it, then you'll be visible. So your main thing is videos and then doing going above and beyond and just taking massive action on those videos. My main thing was everything I can think of. Since I have no life, basically, <laughs> everything I do, <laughs> I would focus on one thing until it is completely loaded. Then I go to the next step. So basically I have videos. I have landing pages. I have instructional videos. I have everything I can think of. I have marketing designs. I have my partner on because my partner is a very good-looking partner, so he has a very attractive face and that attracts eyes. So basically, it might be shameless, but I would use everything in my disposal to actually get views and get people to notice me. And once you notice, you get traffic, you start ranking. All right. Well, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, always have to have something in your pipeline. So basically, that mistake I made, I'm really scarred with that. Not having marketed for those months really, really messed me up back then. Without having contracts signed ready to go, 
you always be dependent on the next deal and it becomes too stressful. You cannot focus really well. Once you have a contract signed and you have 15 more leads waiting, begging for you to buy their house, if you miss the contract, go to the next one. Your attitude changes when you're in that state. When you're talking to people, you don't come across as desperate. You come across as need as if you need the deal. So it boosts your confidence level and the person that you're talking to will actually feel very confident that you actually can help them out. And that's all it is. As long as you can show them you're credible and you are going to buy their house, it's nothing that will stop them because at the end of the day, they need you. They need you to buy the property in cash. So it's always having something ready to go to give you the confidence to show that you're credible. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Go for it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th. The conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out. Besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com. Okay, what's the best ever book you've read? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Best ever deal you've done so far? Uh, a few days ago, as I told you about, I bought a house for 17000 and I sold it for 40000 the next day. It's a very easy $21,000. Where'd you find the buyer? Inheritance list. If I were to give you three hours extra in one day and you had to spend it on your business, how would you spend your time during those three hours? Uh, I would probably, I would make another video. I would do some research on what people are looking for and I would write a blog about it, make a video about it and then have that linked back to my website and have many people actually visit the blog. So we add a lot of credibility and establish you as a go-to person in that field. Best ever way you like to give back? Believe it or not, I have not paid myself a single dollar from this business I have made. I have put everything I made on standby to start the robotics company. What I do to give back is I help people rank. I share my secrets. These secrets actually do work. I take their websites, I analyze them, and I tell people you know, what works, what doesn't work. Some websites are very Google-friendly, but they're not conversion-friendly. So I give them the tips, and we collaborate together, and I made a whole bunch of connections that way. And what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I stopped marketing because I was waiting on the deal to complete. I would never, never do that again. What's the best place the best ever listeners can get in contact with you? Um, since right now, 
where I told you it was the videos I was making, my website I was working on. Right now, I'm very much into blogging. That is one good way to get decent backlinks. So right now, I am 24 hours on my blog. So if you go to my blog, you ask me a question, I will answer within minutes. Well, this has been a informative conversation, that's for sure, with lots of firsts, Gerald. Really appreciate you sharing your advice with Best Ever listeners, talking about the things that you wouldn't do again, which is stop marketing. You're always going to continue marketing. And then talking through your internal dialogue you had when you quit your job, you were dipping below the safety line that you had established, but you pushed forward because of the hatred that you have towards the single-family home corporate world. And did I say single-family home corporate world? That's not even a thing. The corporate world and the nine-to-five being trapped. So I think most of us can empathize with you there. So thank you for sharing that, as well as how you focus on getting your website ranked quicker than what's typical. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best-ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th, the conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out. Besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com.